Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in the medium of podcasting. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to a business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can live your life of purpose. I am the emotional entrepreneur. And thank you for being here. Let's get into the episode, shall we? I think that it's time that we talked about money. Something that I love, (laughs) that I am in flow with, that I am in partnership with, that I dance with that I have an energetic relationship with and something that has given me and does give me anxiety, uncertainty, stress. Money can single-handedly strike my root chakra, making me feel unstable, unsafe, and insecure. And it can make me feel free. The idea that I've learned is not to vilify money. It is not to view it as something that has control over my life or that something or it is something that will bring my character, greed, power, any sort of negative connotation, but rather I have learned to be in a dance with money. I remember my first year of Scouts Agency 2019, which feels like ages and ages ago, even though this was only two and a half years ago. I hired my first employee, and within the month, I lost about three to four main clients and increased my overhead with an employee, with an office. We were attending a conference. Of course, we had to get matching cute jumpsuits, and suddenly the flow of money was restricted. Early on in Scout's agency, I was embodying, without really being conscious of it, embodying an essence and an attitude of abundance. I felt and believed that it was easy to sign clients. I felt and believed that I could make a higher salary than I was at my pre-existing day job. I believed that 
there was an abundance of people who wanted and would sign to work with me. And then in the wake of uncertainty, in the wake of revenue shattering, in the wake of client leaving, I suddenly turned my back on money. I entered into scarcity mode. I made it the villain. I couldn't understand why it wasn't coming to me. I got desperate. I stopped paying myself a great salary in order to keep cash in the business. I wasn't honest about our finances with my husband. I thought that I could anxiously control the situation. At the same time, I was in a mastermind for women who were six months into their business, who also really believed in entering business within spiritual practices. It was there that I was introduced to the idea of a scarcity versus an abundant mindset. As I learned more about the difference, it really came down to almost this energetic output that you give when in sales calls, when trying to secure the deal. And it showed me that when I approach sales calls, when I approach building new revenue streams, when I approach business deals with a sense of desperation and anxiety, no matter how confident I may seem, no matter what facade I am putting forth, it is more difficult to sign clients. When you go and buy a car, nobody wants to buy the car from the needy salesman. Everybody wants to buy a car from the confident, collected, and detached salesman. And so while I was pounding the pavement on sales calls, you know, talking to prospective clients, praying and con- trying to control the outcome and squeezing out any any feeling of abundance and flow and ease and magic and inspiration, I recognize that maybe if I shifted my energy, maybe if I recognize the truth that there are so many clients out there that money is not some fixed finite resource that only some of us have access to. And I created a sense of trust that the clients would come, that my agency would be okay, and I didn't need to put my guards up. The minute I shifted, really rather I tried it on. I said, let me try it on, which now thinking back was really the essence that I started my agency with, which which is why it grew so quickly in the first six months. If I just tried on a sense of trust in money, in the universe, in the flow of my business, that maybe I would receive more. And that was November 2019. By January 2020, my revenue doubled. This taught me and entered or opened up a world of relationship to money. In manifestation, money is obviously something that we're all desiring, especially if you're you're an entrepreneur. Money really can make up the health on paper of your business. It can paint your lifestyle, your security, lots of other things. It can give you freedom, autonomy, rich and luxurious memories. And so it opened the door for me to start to understand, reframe, and develop a relationship with money. Now, I'll just come out and unapologetically say it. I love money. I love figuring out how to make it. I love the energetic flow and creativity that it gives me. I love my relationship to it. 
And I love the world it has provided me with. As a woman, we're so often not supposed to talk about money or maybe we feel that it's too masculine to step up and say that you love money and you want to make it. Maybe you're living in an old paradigm or an old image relationship narrative that those who love money and pursue it are greedy, shallow, don't have the right values in place. And yet I am inviting you into a new paradigm. In the book, We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers, which I highly recommend, she says that if women hold more economic power, we can influence the world for the better. She outlines how when natural disasters happen, Beyonce has the ability and does write checks for millions of dollars to affect change. In her book, she states that it's been proven that when women hold more economic power, people's happiness levels are higher, their community is better, the standard of living is better. And so if you're asking yourself or if you're thinking that pursuing money is not a noble cause, I invite you to think about all of the good and change you can affect if you do have money. Women holding economic power is what we need for this future. And I invite you to not shy away from that because there is this old masculine narrative of the greedy old man who is corrupt and holds money. Money does not make you corrupt or bad or greedy or power hungry. Money simply highlights what you actually want to do in this world. And so if you approach making money or managing money or having a relationship to money with your core mission, which mine is to uplift women, empower them, give them a place to have their voices heard specifically on podcasts with Scouts Agency, helping them not feel alone and creating community with OKSIS. Whatever your mission and value set is, you will be able to pursue that so vigorously with money. I was in a, um, it was kind of like a challenge, a two-week challenge with Jolie Dawn. She is a business coach and a money mindset coach. And her coach asked her this question. And so she opened up uh, this challenge with the same question, which really, really had me think. She asked, if money were your lover, would it want to have sex with you? And I know that that's a very interesting, strange way to think about money. But at the core of that question is the fact that your relationship with money is just that, a relationship. And in any relationship, you get to court it, you get to heal it, you get to nurture it, you get to support it, you get to give it some space, you get to give yourself some space, you get to come together, you get to have healthy boundaries, you get to be attracted to one another. Even if it's in a platonic situation, you get to want to be in each other's presence. So ask yourself, if money were your lover, would it want to have sex with you? Or do you give your money away so fast in such a cheap way that your purchases are shallow? Or do you hoard it so much that you suffocate it, not giving it the freedom to grow? Or do you shame it by calling it names and attaching negative narratives to it? 
Or do you think that it's too good for you and therefore you don't even invite it into this into your space in the first place? Money is just a relationship. And like any relationship, it is energetic and it flows. It is a living, breathing force. For me personally, as pretty much I would, you know, guarantee to say all of us, I have had somewhat of a complicated relationship to money. I have some pride around money. I don't like to ask for monetary help from parents or loved ones. I want to do it myself and make it myself. I want to be in control of it. I want to acquire it. And I also allow it to, at times, when the energetic flow is not as abundant or easeful as I would like it to be, allow it to make me feel unsafe. And so in my relationship with money, I'm working on being confident and rooted no matter what that energetic flow is. And trusting that if money wants to go away for a weekend on vacation to Palm Springs without me, that it'll come back rested, rejuvenated, and ready, ready to spend some time with me. I believe there is a fine line between controlling and suffocating your money by saving, 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 and never allowing it to really show you the magic that it can create over your life and the opposite spectrum of being so almost afraid of money or not allowing it to really implement into your life in a beautiful way by giving it away constantly, overspending, not respecting money's place in your life. There's a fine line between those two. And there are moments when we lean towards one spectrum and towards the other, or maybe you are a strict saver or you are a strict overspender. There are people who are kind of, you know, on one end or the other. I tend to fluctuate a little bit in the middle. I would say the thing that I struggle the most with money is probably saving. I think that's something that I can do better with. I do save monthly, but I would like that to be a little more aggressive. I do live within my means and I do splurge and treat myself. And I'm always realistic with my finances, especially ever since my revenue dropped so significantly that I could barely pay myself and got myself into not a big trouble, just a little bit. That's an area that I am working on is in the, in, in the reality, tangible action steps is saving. Because in the world of manifestation, you might have heard, spend like you already have the money. And I, I find that when taken literally, which I don't think it was so meant to be taken literally, I don't think manifestation people want you to go out and buy the Gucci bag when you can barely make rent. I think it's the energy behind your spending. So if you want to treat yourself to a dinner in the middle of the week when you usually cook to save money on food, it's when you go and make the purchase you find it holy and sacred and you are grateful for the purchase and you embody a sense of abundance. It's not so much the dollar amount that you put down when you treat yourself, but rather the energy that you 
bring to the transaction. We can exhibit abundant energy and still have money goals. In fact, I think that sometimes we forget how abundant we are right now. We have goals of the increased salary and the increased revenue and the increased budget, and we have a shopping list that is eight miles long. We forget that we are abundant right now. If you just ate a meal, you're abundant. If you paid your bills, you're abundant. If you have a roof over your head, an iPhone, air conditioning, Hulu, Netflix, and extra money to buy a bottle of wine, you are abundant. And so if you can exhibit abundance today, if I can exhibit abundance right now, integrate that energetic feeling into my body, then that is the way I will approach my life and that is the way money will continually be attracted to me. In romantic relationships, partners are attracted to partners who are confident, who are not desperate, who aren't attached to a specific outcome, but rather have faith and trust that they're doing good right now. And whatever comes their way will just add to the magic of their life. That is the energy I wish to exude and I strive to exude. And many times I do exude when it comes to my relationship with money. I trust that money will flow. I trust that money will come to me. I trust that money is an energetic currency that I get to give away and that I get to keep. That I get to use to paint my life. That I get to use to support myself and my family and my business and my team members. I choose to look at money as a very, very sacred energetic exchange. And every time I'm feeling scarce or I'm feeling a lack of money or I'm feeling anxiety around money, I now know that that energetic frequency will keep me in a lack mentality. It will, it will block the flow of clients coming in. It will block the flow of money coming in. And so I very quickly go into a grounding practice. I walk outside, I take my shoes off, I ground, I pray to God, I internalize what I am grateful for, what I already have, I tell myself that I am safe, that I am safe, that I am safe, and in that safety, I am now confident in my life and what I have and where I'm going, and then I attract the money. I was looking at my revenue again uh, for next month, and we are looking to fill a few spots, a few client spots. And instead of getting afraid and being anxious and inducing those fear thoughts of, will I be able to fill these spots? Will I make my revenue goal next month? I decided to surrender. I decided to not be in my masculine to not go, go, go and do, 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 but rather I decided to receive. I decided to trust money. The next morning I woke up to a client wanting to sign at my higher pricing. Sometimes when we suffocate and control the outcome, the outcome does not come to us. 
if this is sounding foreign or this is evoking a lot of emotions about how your parents dealt with money, how they managed money, the money codes they gave to you as you grow up, I really encourage you to journal all about your relationship to money. Write a letter to money. Pour your heart out. Tell money where it abandoned you, where it failed you, and invite a new relationship in. It was so freeing to me to realize that I don't need to embody or exhibit my dad's philosophy around money or my mom's philosophy around money, which, to be honest, are quite different. I get to embody my own philosophy and my own relationship around money. I get to trust it. I get to invite it in. I get to court it. I get to seduce it. I get to creatively figure out how to strengthen my relationship to it. To not suffocate it, but to not just hand it out cheaply. I get to honor it as a very sacred, energetic currency. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your entrepreneurial dreams and your purpose. And if you are so willing, I would be so honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and leave a review, and if you would follow me on Instagram at ScoutSobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes and get involved with all of my offerings from Scouts Agency to OK Sis Podcast to this podcast. I am so appreciative that you are here and I will see you on the next episode.